You want a footy podcast with expert opinion. Round one. We all went for Sydney by uh, one bloke who went for Hawthorne. One that knows the numbers. Five contested possessions for Zach Dawson. With sizzling hot takes. I'm not even sure it's the worst trade Carlton have done in the last five years, to be honest. <laughs> and unique analysis. Everyone knows a redhead that's just good at football. You want the Greenfield Post footy podcast. Yeah! So much to talk about after this round of football. The Hawks and Swans are officially dead. Uh, Josh Bruce, I don't know what was going on there. Also want to talk about Nat Fife, Port Adelaide, Richmond. Rudy's been vindicated after a pretty shit-ass performance from Richmond. Uh, like I said, plenty to talk about. You are with Rabs, the uh, digital editor of the Greenfield Post. Of course, I'm joined by the self-proclaimed chief satirist of the Greenfield Post, Rudy Etzel. G'day. Lovely to be here. Even though the cats are shit. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, Ethan Maldrup is here with us too. G'day, Ethan. Chief satirist. Where did you get that from? He wrote an article. Remember I just, I, 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 I've been carrying you blokes for He a wrote long. an article. I made a gag about it. About himself. It, so. <laughs> it was quite extraordinary. Almost. Uh, I prefer to think of it as meta. Meta commentary. Mm. <laughs> Almost as uh, extraordinary as Hawthorne and Sydney. We're going to get onto that very, very shortly. Uh, my performer of the week, boys, to kick us off, Rory Sloan. Is there a more loved player in the AFL? Than Rory Sloan. It's got to be the hair, Cotton. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is beautiful it is hair. beautiful hair. You just watch it when he's flying through the air. Mate, he had, what, 33 touches, eight tackles, three goals. He's actually Brownlow middle favourite now. He's gone into $4 ahead of Dangerfield. And deservedly so. Like Adelaide's, Adelaide's smashing it this season. He's been at the forefront. He's just a freak. Off, you'd, off think he'd have, you'd think he'd probably have like three-ish, maybe four best-ons already. Yeah, round one was the only one he wouldn't have best on. And he was coming off a limited preseason because Josh Jenkins decided to break his jaw. Yeah, well, he does have a very breakable jaw, apparently. (laughs) I just love him. The way he goes about it, he just looks like, you know, the bloke you'd be happy to, your sister to date. And his sister, real hard nut too. Like, <laughs> You'd I just be him. like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, g'day, Rawls. How are you? Man? No, he was fantastic. He's my performer of the week. Eve, who's yours, mate? Uh, I'm surprised we all haven't got him this week. Gary Ablett. Oh. How, how could you not? It was just, you know, classic Gaz winding back the clock. 45 touches in a one-man solo, almost got his team over the line effort again for Gold Coast. That's what, 21 40-touch games in his, in his career, which is by far the most. Way ahead of the next best boat, yeah. Way ahead. But it wasn't just that. It was like... It was the 45 touches, the 27 contested touches. It was the 18 clearances. 18. So he's had the third most contested touches in a game and the third most clearances in a game in the same game. He made a game that was really not great to watch. Great to watch. It was, a, it was a clinic. Just Yeah, it was an individual performance for the ages. It was fantastic. He's, he's a freak. Everyone loves Gaza. Absolutely. Mm. Rudy? Um, my performer this week is Tom Scully. It's a bit out of left field. Um, and it's not, he was he wasn't the yeah, it's not like he was the best player this weekend or anything but I just wanted to highlight some stuff about him that I find pretty remarkable he's yet to take a, he's yet to come off the ground in any second half so far he's I think eighth for time on ground and the only midfielder in the top twenty uh, he's not gone to the bench at the end in the middle of any quarter um, he either starts or ends on the bench like he never has a stint in the middle his shortest stint on the ground is twenty one minutes fifty six seconds and on Friday night he went to the bench once for the whole game. That is some outrageous stuff. He's a freak. That's he's always had a big. Human. He's had a big engine, even since juniors. Like he was just running pretty much marathons before mm. he got drafted. Yeah, it's it's outrageous stuff, and I just think it's worth highlighting that just that level of of, of fitness is. I mean, if he wasn't it's, it's uh, beyond playing, fitness, well, if he wasn't playing footy, he'd be he'd be an Olympic athlete, wouldn't he? Yeah, is that right? 
It's, yeah, it's almost, if, if, it's almost if, robotic. If you're not even getting benched, yeah, full stop. Mm. In 2017 AFL <laughs> yeah, environment in as well. Footy, like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, it, it's just a thing of beauty, his aerobic capacity, and so is watching the capitulation of Hawthorne. And uh, <laughs> it got really bad on Saturday. That third quarter, I think what um, St Kilda piled on eight goals to one or something in the third quarter. Yeah, speaking of performers of the week, can we just praise all of St Kilda for making that happen? My my MVP from this game was the the St Kilda um, cheer squad or, or whoever writes their banner. That was a corker. It was, it was Jacks be, our Jacks be nimble, our Jacks be quick. Saints say thanks for the first round pick. <laughs> that is a brilliant roasting. But then when you follow it up by spanking them by 75 points, yep. <laughs> I think St Kilda might technically own Hawthorne now, like the football club. <laughs> I think they have to merge. They won the game before it had even started Yeah, with that comment. <laughs> and it, could, it should have been a 100-point-plus win. I think Hawthorne kicked maybe three junk time goals or something towards the end there. Yeah, it, it should. It could have been 120 easily. It's just... if, if Josh Bruce <laughs> <laughs> kicks goals from the actual goal square... That was extraordinary. And then, but also we saw Sydney as well. I think BT on Triple M called it the football's saddest day. Sad Saturday. Sad Saturday. Sad Saturday. And it's, I'm, I'm not shedding that many tears, to be honest. Neither am so, I. Sorry, BT. <laughs> but Sydney looked so shit. And I think for, well, I wrote this morning that everyone is kind of like, oh, no, they'll bounce back after the first few losses because of what Sydney used to be. It's just not happening. They are gone. They've they, fallen they, off the cliff. They got properly beaten on the outside by Carlton. Yep. Carlton, who are trying to drag teams down their level. Sydney were already below that. Yeah. It's just, it was weird football. My man, Levi. Carlton Car- were actually far classier and far better. They were. They the moved ball. the ball really, really well. Matthew Wright, what, kicked five. Levi Casbolt looks six. Sav's absolutely doing wonders. Yeah, he's, he's 10 goals, two from set shots. 10 now. two. Yeah. That's that's crazy considering yeah, what he did. Last year it was probably 210. Well, he kicked 4 1 last week against Port, and I thought he maxed out. I thought that was him done for the, for the whole year with <laughs> it's his It's all goals. downhill from here, Leo. No, he, did, he did pretty well. But yeah, I mean, Hawthorne, I said, it was something like 101 points St. Kilda kicked from turnovers. And Hawthorne have been the silkiest ball movers mm. in the AFL for a long time. They would have what gone, the fuck is going on? They would have gone seasons where they would have only conceded. 101 points in a game like three or four times the whole season to concede 101 points from turnovers in a single game. Well, it's, it's only ridiculous. The th- it's only the third time a team has cracked the ton this season. The other two were Adelaide against Gold Coast and the Giants against Gold Coast. Yeah. So that's the sort of company they're in. You know, the, you know we've seen Gold, the Suns. We've seen the Suns get absolutely bullied. Yeah, yeah. This season and Hawthorne's in that company. They they certainly are, and it's just not going to get better for them because, like we've noted, they haven't got a first-round draft pick, and their first draft pick is going to be GWS's second rounder. So, like, there's no future for Hawthorne. The, at the, the most valuable trade commodity on the list is probably Ryan Burton. Or, I mean, Luke Shield. They've got that many Daniel Luke Shields. Shield. Like, Luke Shield, sorry. You know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, Luke Bruce. Luke, Luke Bruce. Luke Shield. Yeah. Liam Jack Shield, Gunston. Jack Gunston. Isaac, Isaac Smith, Smith. Jack Ruffhead. Yeah, Jared Billy, Billy Hartung. Like, all... They're the biggest yeah. downhill skiers of all time. And I think, Rudy, you said um, about... They give up. They, they give up. They give they just, up. They just stop playing. And it's... Um, uh, the other day I read they have conceded, I think, four times this season, they've conceded 42 points or more in the third quarter alone. Mm. Yeah. I think you I think you hit the nail on the head when Langford is getting games. You, you know you're battling. Yeah. Yeah. Because... When he's yeah getting uh, regular midfield minutes. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's not good. No, it's not good. And Rich, you've walked in here, Rudy, with cock a hoop because last week we spoke about uh, yep. Richmond. How yeah, they they put Brisbane to the sword. And previously, a couple of weeks ago, you had this to say. 
I am extremely comfortable in saying that I'm, I'm extremely comfortable in not saying that Richmond are the real deal. In fact, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd even have them in my top six. Do you, um, do you still think about, think that after yesterday's stellar performance from Richmond? <laughs> uh, look, maybe they're sixth. <laughs> no, no, they were, I, it's, it was Richmond. It was like, that was pretty much exactly what I was expecting to happen yesterday. Um, it, they came out and they, they spent all their tickets in the first quarter. And then after that, they had five scoring shots after quarter time. Five scoring shots. Yeah, it was, it was proper it's, one-way traffic. Yeah, complete one-way traffic. They they sort of just fell apart. They still lack leadership. I think Cochin, like, I, I didn't get he to see. He was their best player. Yeah, I didn't get to see most of the second half. I didn't get to see the second half, but um, Cochin was their best player. But they still, after him, it's sort of, a, it's a very shallow um, on-field leadership group. Like Jack Rewalt wears his heart on his sleeve. We all know that, and he's a good leader. But then the ball's, the ball's got to be up there, doesn't it? Well, yeah. But then who is it after that? Dustin Martin is Rance. not not really a leader. Rance, um, well, I mean, he, he obviously struggled yesterday. But then you're kind of looking at blokes to pull you along, like Dion Prestier and and Josh Caddy, and they just they just can't do. They're just not that player. Mm. Um, so they're still they they just they just lack the quality to. To, to compete. Yeah, really, they, they, the they, 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 that was made com- very stark yesterday. Other than Dustin Martin, who didn't have his best game, there's just no one on that side who can really wrestle a game back in their favour. Once the momentum's going the opposite way, it is pretty tough for them. That's, that's uh, what, three games in a row that Dusty's been off. So he might. Oh, no, he's good against Melbourne. He, okay. he's, it's probably fair to say he's, he's um, still affected by that. Well, isn't he like a fractured cheekbone? Cheekbone. I think he had a yeah. groin as well. People were yeah. talking about you. So, so he's a warrior, but you know, what? It, you're playing Adelaide. You can't really afford to be bringing in a no. groin injury, can you? And do you reckon? I'll ask you this both. Do you reckon yesterday said more about Richmond or more about Adelaide or both? Because uh, Adelaide are the best team in the competition by a mile. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it says more about Adelaide. Do you reckon? I don't. Yeah. I think I didn't actually learn anything new. Like we know that Adelaide are good at burying shit teams. <laughs> like I, I actually, I actually came out of this game. with thinking this is exactly how I thought it would go. And this is exactly what I knew about these two teams prior to the match. Mm. I don't think I learned anything about either team. I'm going to, I'm going to say a little more about Adelaide because they were down by two goals at quarter time. Like every single game they've had, They've had all the momentum for the word go. You know, they've kicked six goals in the opening quarter. They've conceded maybe two or three. They've had a 20-point lead a quarter time. They've gone on with it. They were properly challenged in the first quarter, and they responded with aplomb. They were brilliant after quarter time. Richmond, I think we know, are probably a, a fifth to seventh team, and I think that's fair enough. And I think everyone's going to get demolished by Adelaide mm. at this point. You know, the, the way they're going... They've got a percentage of 160 after six games. You, know, you compare, like, you aggregate scores based on the comp average, and they're the third best defensive team up to six rounds in history. <laughs> really? Wow. Can can anyone do anything about it? No. No. <laughs> they're just freakish. The way they move the ball, the way the forwards and midfielders understand each other and get into the right positions and everything. So you reckon no one can beat them? No, they'll get beaten. Like... It's still... No, but I mean, like overall, like, they'll lose games. But can can anyone stop them winning the flag? It's only May, mm. but like, like but... The premierships aren't one in May, are they? Yeah, no, I know. But you're 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 dropping stats like they're the third best defensive team up so far ever and stuff. It's yeah. At 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 the moment, the way they're playing, the, the level of Good domination luck. they're showing already, and they've beaten 
a lot of, you know, they've beaten a lot of teams already. They've beaten, mm. the, you know, they've beaten Port, who are, seem to be pretty, pretty yeah, handy. Yeah, they're reasonable. They've beaten, beaten GWS. Now. Yeah, they've beaten GWS. And scored it, over 100 points in every game. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean like, it would, it's going to take, it would have to be, from here, that'd have to be a massive reversal of, of fortune for the, oh, I don't know. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. You understand what it's, I'm saying, the, right? The, like, prem, the premiership is still a long way away, though. Yeah, but they're they're premiership favourites by four miles now. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, you touched on Port Adelaide. There must be something in the water across the border in South Australia because both teams are playing really, really good. Port Adelaide, seriously, are in my opinion the third best team in the comp behind Adelaide and GWS. They're a lot. I think they're a lot better team than Geelong. They're definitely a lot better team than Richmond. I think the way they play and Charlie Dixon had an absolute. Belter of the game. Granted, it's against Brisbane. Yeah. So in two weeks, they've beaten Brisbane by what sixty-eight was it? And the week before that, Carlton by ninety. Mm. The week before that, lost by to GWS by five goals. They've beaten. Um, they lost Adelaide by beaten, seventeen points. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But then they've also beaten Frio and Sydney. I am not selling what Port. Uh, I'm not. I'm not buying what Port are selling just yet. Mm. They uh, still have a little bit of a way to go to convince me. But just, to be honest, just, like it's it's fine. This is I'm yet to see anything from Port that I haven't seen for the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were they were doing they were doing this last season. Yeah. They were belting up on every side below They're them. Excellent downhill skiing outfit, and I don't think anyone um, could ever argue otherwise. But uh, let's see how. I, I still think in the fullness of the season, uh, they yeah they're yet to convince me. I just don't think. Bad teams don't win by 90 points, though. And yet, granted, it's against poor opposition, but bad teams don't win by 90 points. I remember Melbourne missed the eight in, like, 2011, belting teams by 90 points. Yeah, I I, I think, um, I, I, yeah, maybe bad teams don't, but, like, mediocre teams definitely do. Mm. Like, downhill mm. skiing teams do. You, you watch West Coast will win some games by 90 points this season, in, and no one can convince me they're a good side. Well, in saying that, I don't think St. Kilda are a 75-point Victory yeah, team actually, you say that. Gold Coast beat Hawthorne by 86 points three weeks ago. Yeah, so, good call. Yeah. You know, <laughs> how bad, seriously, how bad are Hawthorne? Well, it's yeah, they're, they're, hor- they're, hor- they're well, horrible. It's just we a could... separate outlier yeah, for yeah, Hawthorne in yeah. terms of how bad they are. And it's it's just beautiful to watch. It was, We've already touched it was, that. It was like with Hawthorne, it's, it, it was it, that, that loss said a lot about West Coast and how mm. bad they are. But Hawthorne, they look just nowhere. They look nowhere. No. It's remarkable. And it's just really, it's beautiful to watch because their supporters are going to jump off that team so quickly. Mm. They'll jump off quicker than they jumped on them Yeah, I, at the end of the 2000s. Um, now, we're not usually, we don't like to buy into rumors and murmurs, but I don't know if you boys are across the, the Nat Fife thing, but this is what was said on the Perth Radio 96 FM, Carmen and Fitzy. And I don't know about you boys, but I do go there for my footy news. This is what was said. I have it on extremely good authority. That not only is there an offer on the table from St Kilda. Yes. And that's been around. Yes. That the offer, that's not new. The offer is worth $1.5 million a season. Yes. And it is, as far as legally wise, virtually accepted. Like, he can't sign yet, but it's a, it's basically a he's done going. deal. And he's going to St Kilda. Okay, so that poses a few questions. One, I don't know what the backing track was going on behind them. That was pretty extraordinary. Two, this is from an outfit in Perth, which is like your Kiss FM sort of setup. So not really known for breaking news or breaking sport news. But so this you... is like uh, like Fifi Box telling us that um, that that I don't know Dustin Martin's going to I don't know. Yeah, Essendon or it's something. the equivalent right. of that. It is yeah. the equivalent of of that. So uh, why, is, do you reckon there's any validity to it? Do you reckon he can he's going to be leaving Freo? In your opinion. 
I think he'd be mad not to leave Freo, to be honest. The only thing that would keep him there is a, a misguided sense of loyalty and the fact that he's from WA to start with. Though I would say St Kilda are much closer to a flag than Freo. In fact, I, I can't even, there's no argument to me that suggests otherwise. I think St Kilda are closer to a flag than West Coast mm. at the moment. I would at 100%. Uh, it makes heaps of sense to me that. that yeah, if, if yeah. they're off me 1.5 million, I mean, I'm, I'm not a footballer, obviously, and you know, I'd take 1.5 million if a football club was offering it, but mm. yeah, you'd be mad not to. That is serious coin. Yeah. 1.5 million a season. I oh. mean, if anyone's worth it, there's probably about three or four blokes worth it. I think you reckon you reckon Fife's worth it. I I'm yeah. still yet to be fully convinced that he's uh, gotten over those broken legs. Yeah, I could, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'd want I'd want another season out of him as good as or you know you know as cl- close to as good as 2015 to to throw him one one point five at him. But but we know that's the ceiling. That would that was an incredible season he had and. He'd, Even despite he that, he's, he's been quite again, reasonable this season. Twice broken his legs since then. Yeah, and but you know, I, he's a resilient guy. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sus just on that. On it, the it, 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 it's almost the, um, the sort of money that stamps and killer on the map. Like I, Chris Jubb was saying on Friday that you know the money you spend, like it's not necessarily about the player. Almost like players often, you know, they get paid and sort of the heat they cop, and I think that's a little bit transparent. To footy clubs as well. You're paying 1.5 million for a bloke. They dogs did this with Tomboy. It's almost just stamping their authority, saying we can land these sort of players. We've got the money, and you know we're a good enough club to you know sort of get these players. Mm-hmm. You know they get Nat Fife, a Brownlow medalist to their club, considering they haven't finished in the eight for five six years. It's a huge, it's a huge stamp on where they're heading and where Nat Fife, a Brownlow medalist, thinks they will be. Mm. Any, every team's going to have a play at him. If they've got the coin, if they've got money in the bank, you'd be stupid not to at least I, I, I ask think every, every team in the competition is sort of sorting out their contracts and so then, currencies and trying to fit Nat Fife in. So then is it more of a question of what what can Frio do to keep Nat Fife Well, that, that's the thing. They that's can. The that, question, he's, he's, a, he's a restricted free agent. They can just match the offer. Mm. Do you well, reckon they'd match one and a half mil? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for Nat um, Fife. Oh, you, you for, the, for, the, for their captain, for their Brownlee medals. Tom Boyd. And the Bulldogs. Uh, it's not on the rundown, but I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on their rivalry. What did you? What do you make of? Because uh, I've seen a lot of uh, commentary about um, suggesting the AFL's shoving this rivalry down our throats. No, I, I think it's quite. I think it was Sorry, ingrained the rivalry from, between the Bulldogs and GWS. Yeah, I, I think it was quite ingrained. You know, mm. Giants' first recruit was basically Callan Ward, mm. who became their co-captain. One of the dogs' promising young stars, straight out of you know a prelim final. Exit, you know, the, the, yeah. the dogs are on the downhill. He was a Western Suburbs boy, and, and, and he, and he would, growing up. Yeah, and he was part of the next phase, and the Giants nicked him for 800k a year. Mm. What about you? I don't, I don't buy into it. I don't think there's a, I don't think the Bulldogs have a rivalry with anyone because everyone just loves, loves the doggies. <laughs> I think on field, of course, um, GWS would be pretty pissed off with how they left the finals last year, and so they wanted to do a number on the doggies, and they played bloody well, and it was a great game of football, but no, nah, I, I don't buy into the rivalry. At all. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I just know that the two clubs hate each other and they have done since before, even the Tom Boyd trade. Mm. But they that, they had that real, they had that, um, I don't know if you guys remember it, but that like last round match in 2014 where J- uh, Jake Stringer dropped the chess mark and I think Devin, Smith? Devin Smith kicked yeah. the winner. Yeah. That and, um, he had. That was really it's bad. Sunday really twilight, bad yeah. tempered. Yeah. It was the last game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the two clubs have hated each other for a long time. Yeah, they, I, they... I actually, I actually think the AFL are a year or two late. 
on this rivalry, and I think this is going to be the one that defines the next decade or so. Yeah, mm. you, you, you can just tell on the physicality. Cool. There's an extra 10% that these teams give. And, mm. you know, the first quarter on Friday night was an absolute battle. It, it was properly The whole physical. match was a battle, really. Um, it was, I think that it was, was really entertaining to watch. You can, the way they crack in and stuff, like, I think you'll see a lot more concussions and stuff come out of these <laughs> games, you know? You know what I mean? Well, back to Fife, though. I, Sorry, I, mate. Yep. No, you're right. As, uh, you know, 20-year-olds or mid-20s or early 30-year-olds, we've obviously grown up on The Simpsons. So whenever you hear this uh, Nat Fife, you just, we'd like to hope that St. Kilda Board are sitting around just asking themselves. I'd like to ask you a few questions. One, where's the Fife? And two, give me the Fife. Do you reckon that's what the St. Kilda Board are doing? Yes, yeah, Alan Richardson's on the phone right now. Their fans are certainly doing that. Um, we spoke about Josh Bruce earlier. Mm-hmm. One of the most extraordinary, actually probably the most extraordinary missed goal ever. And it was just a bunch of weird shit happened. <laughs> Mason Cox, <laughs> yes. Stevie J, um, uh, Joe Danaher, like what? One goal, six and two out of bounds. On Joe the Danaher times seven. It was like Twilight Zone. It was some weird I shit saw, I saw someone on Twitter... Uh, Described Joe Danaher as a sloppy Buddy Franklin, and I thought that was really, really accurate and funny. <laughs> how, how do you go from yeah. winning an Anzac Day medal to the next week kicking six behinds and two out and out in the full before you get a Joe the Goose handball as your first goal and only goal for the game? How do you well, how, that's how do you a, fluctuate that much? That, <laughs> that, that's the thing. His, his only goal was actually a second attempt because he had a set shot and he missed it. And it was called back because someone infringed on someone else. So they thought, okay, Joe Danaher's got the set shot. You can take it again. And he slotted the goal as unconvincing but as it was. But they called it back. Yeah, they, they called it back. I, I think as he was kicking, there was an infringement well, somewhere. Sounds so like they... a penalty in soccer or something. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, that's weird. Off topic though, but still on the, on the Bombers and the Danaher's, what was up with their banner? I don't understand it. The Yeah, wasn't that weird? They had the, the, um, the Danaher brothers on it, the the older generation of Danahers and said the Danaher brothers, our comeback heroes. As if, if any Essendon fans out there couldn't shed some light on that, like tweet us at, at uh, Greenfield post or, or our personal Twitter accounts. Just let us know. Yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> it was really weird. It was really, really weird. Um, you mentioned Stevie J. Ethan. I didn't catch what Stevie J did. What, what did he, what did he do? Well, he, he rove the ball off a pack. He was about five meters out, you know, knew where the um, behind post was. And I think it was it was Marcus Adams who was sort of corralling him. And Stevie J thought, I'm quicker than this bloke. And he just went straight for goal. And Marcus Adams just tackled him over the line. Yeah, it looked like a try. Uh, it, was, it was basically a try. It was, um, it was really I think, I think he's getting strange. a bit too Sydney, he's, Stevie J. He's, he's cooked, Stevie he, J. He did look I'm cooked. I'm retiring him. He looked cooked the other You're night. You're retiring him? Yeah. He, he, he hasn't was, looked good was, this season. I was looking at his so what, stats. He's, four goals this season? Six. Six in what? Six, six goals. Six goals. Six eight. Games. That's that's so you know, three you, scoring shots a so, game. So what do you reckon about him then? Heath? Like what are your you don't you don't think he's uh, ready for pensioning just yet? No, nah, not just he's on track to kick twenty five thirty goals for the season. That's not bad. Yeah, that's that's probably what they expect I, him to do. You know, the GWS is playing Sam Reed. It's not yeah. like he's their worst forward at the moment. <laughs> I think with, and they're still winning with Stevie J. They'll be. Um, I don't think they're too concerned about how he's going in April. To be yeah. honest, and it's the same with Brett Delidio. I think those two blokes are there to uh, add a little bit of cream come uh, late September. They're there to win finals. And then the Mason Cox one, just to round out the weird shit. Um, that was strange. Watching what? that live, you could he marked it and you're like, he's going to do something weird here. <laughs> you, you can't... This, is, this is like every so Mason had, Cox disposal he had, ever. He had 10, 10 metres really on, maybe like 7 to 10 metres on Harry Taylor. 
And then and Harry it, Taylor's not quick. So how slow is Mason Cox? Well, yeah, he just started lumbering, and you, you you could as soon as he took the first step, you're like, oh, he's just gone here. He's just gone. My favorite part of it though was he got tackled, and it's, it's like he didn't even get the handball. He like netball threw yeah, it yeah, back yeah. into play. Instinctively gave the double handed push. <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm just like, well, yeah, that's holding the ball. Yeah. <laughs> It was strange. And if you had it, well, just go back and take the shot. It was in the last few minutes of the game. Yeah, what are you playing on for? Yeah, it was it was really funny. It was real weird. A, uh, speaking of weird, it is time for well, my favourite part of the uh, podcast. The Big Fella's Angry. It's Rudy's Rant. Uh, the <laughs> AFL this week is who I'm uh, pointing the cannons at. They So they've signed this massive broadcast deal over the over the summer, was that two and a half billion dollars? Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just before the season kicks off, that story came out about the AFL app because of the way they've signed the deal. You can't watch a full screen broadcast of the match on the AFL app on, a, on an iPad or something. You know, you sort of roll your eyes at that and go, okay, that's, that's the AFL for you. Then the first round, the first game of the first round, the site goes down completely and it's stuffed and you go, all right, that's the AFL for you. Then this round... Uh, early Saturday, people are opening their apps because they want to watch Carlton versus Sydney or um, for some bizarre reason. versus St Kilda, and um, the app's telling them that it's 2016. <laughs> what, what is what is going on up there? How much money have they? You know, they've gotten so much money for this. What, surely someone or along the line, Telstra or the AFL, like surely someone knows how to do some like coding or something. That app was cooked. For the first two rounds, you couldn't even listen to the football on the, unless you had the actual app open the whole time. You couldn't get off the app or else the audio would finish. That's an utter disgrace. That is pathetic. um, How can, how can we, (laughs) we're in 2017, you know, like NBA teams sell their own sport, you know, their own match rights and stuff like that. I just don't understand how they can, they can fuck this up so badly. (laughs) You know they've got enough money to be able to fix this. I think if you if you go on the um if you go on the Telstra forums under the AFL section, which is you know the official support base of the AFL app and all its various issues, which is you know just so extensive, it's crazy. The um the most viewed topic, and I think you know Telstra's become so aware that it's sticky, is how to unsubscribe from the AFL Live app. Actually, one of the reasons I brought this up is because yesterday I went to my bank account and I was like, $90 to the iTunes store? What the fuck is that? <laughs> and it's because the AFL app, um, I, I bought it last year and it's rolled over and I thought I had a few more weeks before I could cancel it. So I'm, I'm in the fucking hole for, for 90 bucks for another season for an app. Oh, I'm I sure you want. can get that back. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. I haven't used, I don't use it anymore. The reason <laughs> I forgot that, yeah, the reason that it rolled over is because I forgot that I have it. I forgot that I paid for it. It's the worst app of all time. It's like, it's significantly worse than the footy live app. Oh, by far. It's it's awful. I think, I think that's Get it together. That's the best rant of the lot, I think. You've outdone yourself there. We've gone over because you've just, uh, you've just lost the plot a little bit. (laughs) So we've got to wrap this up. Uh, Something you look forward to uh, this coming round, Rudy. I'm looking forward to uh, whoever Levi Greenwood makes his next victim. Oh, mate. On... Yesterday, he didn't so much uh, tag Joel Selwood as he did like cut off his skin a la the bad guy in Silence of the Lambs and make himself a Joel Selwood suit that he lives in now. He's like, <laughs> he just dominated him. Three times in a row, he's made Selwood his bitch and, and Joel Selwood is not happy about it. No, he was pretty angry. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. I, I think he was just dirty to... on his performance. I think that's Pro- not much probably he holds himself to pretty high standards. Um, it was a bad look uh, having a crack at Scott Pendlebury, who is like the angel of the footy world, has never done anything wrong. He to is anyone. untouchable. So <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what uh, 
Sullivan was doing there. But uh, yeah, it was definitely pretty. Think, uh, he was pre- definitely pretty angry at uh, how he was ragdolled. I, I, I like Cockatoo coming in and flying the flag. Although he gave away a free kick, I, it was good for a young yeah, fellow to do good. that. I, I love Nakaya Cockatoo. Keep your eye on him, Cats fans. He's yeah. going to be in about five years' time when all the old blokes really drop off, and uh, you know Selwood and Dangerfield are gone. Maybe more like six or seven years' time. Nakaya Cockatoo will be the only reason to watch Geelong. <laughs> well, between him, and, <laughs> between him and Stephen Motlop, they haven't even got a, a, a toe on their left foot. They do not use their left foot oh, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. That's I could, I've, got, I've got a rant in me about Stephen Motlop. We'll, 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 we'll let that percolate. We'll, we'll let that simmer. Few few more weeks, to go yeah. back to your original point about Levi Greenwood, Tim Watson, I don't really listen to, to SEN because they're just really bad. Not great. He said, um, if Levi Greenwood doesn't tag either Murphy or um, Gibbs this weekend, then Collingwood should change the way they play again. And that's... Actually, I think is pretty spot on. He should go to Murphy or should go to Gibbs and tag him out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Or even Cripps. Like he seems to be able to stop the really inside guys. Mm. So I'd maybe even send him to Cripps. I'm uh, speaking of Carlton. I'm actually looking forward to uh, seeing Doherty and Simpson in the flesh. Those two are the best halfback combination in the AFL by a mile. 80 combined touches and 24 combined marks against Sydney. That is extraordinary. That's good stuff. Uh, so we're all looking forward to Collingwood Carlton then. I'm looking forward to the Levi Greenwood tag on probably Patrick Cripps backfire and Cripps having 30 touches and two goals. Us remembering that we forgot the sack race because Collingwood won. Yeah. <laughs> Carlton winning by five goals and all the heat going back on Nathan Buckley once yep. again. Yeah, we'll, we will lose this. Just like we were going to win that Geelong game. Just because yesterday. they're such a massive tease, Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah. They're below Fremantle. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to make finals and they're below Frio. Oh, no. <laughs> on that bright note, thanks for uh, selling that up nice there. Uh, as always, you can catch us on Twitter, Greenfield Post, uh, Rudy Edsel at Rudy Edsel, at Ethan Meldrum, at Ryan James Warren on Twitter. Tell us what you uh, give us some feedback on the podcast and make sure you check out the website, greenfieldpost.com.au.